Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. We thank you. We bless you. We magnify you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We bless you, Lord. We magnify you, Father. You are good. You are perfect. You are true. We love you. We love you, Lord. We love you. We love you. Good morning, Freedom. Good morning, Nia. Hey, my Renaissance grandma. Good morning, Jamaica. Good morning, Miss Sandra. Good morning, Angela. doing this morning hey cuz good morning I'm still praying for you good morning thank you good morning good morning Lord how we love you thank you father how we love you how we bless your name how we praise you how we magnify you good morning Malisha good morning Katina good morning Kelly Good morning, Meredith. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Do me a favor, go share the video. And we're going to get started in just a minute. I want to pray and get into the word of God. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. We thank you. We bless you. We magnify you, Lord God. You are good, you are faithful, and you are true. Thank you, Lord God. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Good morning, Sirfield. Cannot wait to see you guys. Those of you that are coming to Pillow Talk, hey, Shamana, good morning, beautiful. Cannot wait to see you guys next month. I'm so excited about what God is going to do at the weekend retreat, the refresher um, for Pillow Talk. Um, My God, he is faithful. Oh, my God, he is so faithful. So I'm just grateful for this moment where all of us ladies are going to get together and just kind of love on each other. Good morning. Hey, Instation Quita. Hey, Miss Jeanette. Good morning. Good morning, Vanessa Williams. Good morning, y'all. Good morning, Mary Lewis. Oh, my God. Thank you, Father. Good morning, Masa. It's a brand new month. It's a brand new month. 
And I'm telling you, I expect God. I, I saw a post and they were talking about this was the month for it to happen. And I just, there, I trust that. This is the month for it to happen. Like, I trust that. There's some things that I know God said to me. And even though he is not a genie, and that is not why we worship him, I know my God not to be a liar. Woo! Will you put that in the comments? God is not a liar. He is not a liar. So I go, I know that God is not a liar. He's just not, Michelle. He's not a liar. And since my God is not a liar, I can expect to see his hand. I can expect to see his promises. I can expect to see him as provider. I can expect him to see his hand. I can expect to know him more. I can expect him just to 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 be God. I have my expectation. I did a, a reel or a short vibe the other day about um, hope and expectancy, right? Hope is the zeal, the passion. Expectancy is that I think this to be true. Like I think this to be true. So there are some things that I think to be true where God is concerned. And can I tell you something in this season, the pressure has been on in my life and most likely yours as well. The enemy has just tried to come in like a flood um, and just try to to as much as he can distract me, just as much as he can overwhelm me. Hey, Connie, um, just as much as he can um, pull my faith in another direction. And I'm just like, mm -mm, God is not a liar. Woo! I can declare you're a liar. I can tell you, you're the, the liar. You're the accuser of the brethren. You're the one that lies. But God is not a liar. He's tried to shake my faith. He's tried to make me think that um, God's promises are not yes and amen. And I just keep coming back and telling him, God, you are faithful. Like that has been my stance lately. God is faithful. He is faithful. And so God is not a liar. If there is a promise in the word, for him to supply all your needs and you're doing absolutely everything you're supposed to do, right? You're doing everything that you're supposed to do. I'm not saying you're perfect, but you're doing everything that you're supposed to do, right? You're giving it your best shot. My God, then guess what? There's nothing else for you to do. Come on, speak to yourself, Lakeisha. There's nothing else for you to do but to stand, Malisha. There's nothing else for you to do but to stand, Pat. There's nothing else for you to do but to stand, Aunt Cheryl. There's nothing else for you to do but to stand. And I know sometimes that's easier said than done. So, baby, sometimes you may have to stand and um, you might be halfway on your knees, but you still standing. Woo! But don't you lay down and die. Come on now. And what do I mean by laying down and die? Don't you give up on the promises. Don't you give up that your God is with you. Don't you give up on the fact that if God be for you, who can be against you? Don't you give up on the fact that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Don't you give up on those facts. That's what I mean when I say don't lay down and die. Because sometimes, don't you wave your white flag. That's what I'm telling you. Don't you give up. Don't you wave your white flag. And that may look like different for some of us. Some of us may be laying on your back, right? And just kind of waving your hand like, Lord, I'm still here. 
Like I'm still here and I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. Some of you might just be on your knees, right? And you're just like, Lord, I'm still here. I'm not giving up. Some of you in this season might be on your face, but your faith is full. Ooh, come on now. On your face, but your faith is full. Just on your face, but Lord, I'm still here. I'm not giving up. Come on now. Come on now. Lord, I'm still here. I'm, I'm not giving up. Some of you may be in a position where you can stand. Oh, my God. You're like, Lord, I'm here. I'm not giving up. And then some of you may be in a different level of faith where you walking. You still walking. You still pressing. My God, Lord, I'm still here. I'm not, I'm not, not giving up, right? Can I tell you what he says in his word about, about this? Oh, my God. Because what we're doing when we still stand, when we lay, when we still praise, when we still worship, when we still press in, can you tell? Can I tell you what we're doing? We are waiting. Oh! <laughs> we are waiting. We are waiting on God to be God. We are waiting on God to be God. We are waiting on God to be God. And sometimes it takes a press. It takes a press. It takes an effort by us. It takes a decision by us. No, I'm not giving up. I'm not going to trust the lies that the enemy is whispering. Um, and my face, so let me tell you what is happening while you're, you may be stretched out, but still here. You may be on your knees, but still here. You may be standing, but still here. You may be walking, but still here. Woo! Let me, let me tell you what's happening with you. Let me tell you what's happening. Yara, when you still here, when you still here, this is what he says in his word and speaking to Israel, but we can take this word to be a truth because we have the same covenant they have. And we just got it through Christ Jesus. He says, oh, I'm going to start at the 28th verse, Isaiah 40, 28. Let me minister comfort to you this morning. Will you let me do that for you this morning? Let me minister comfort to you this morning. The Lord sent me um, to minister comfort. And I'm going to get into the word because we're still learning um, how the word is dividing us. We're still growing in grace. We're still coming into an understanding of who we are called to be in Christ Jesus. But I feel deep in my spirit, some of you need comfort ministered to you today, right? And the Lord will send someone on assignment to minister comfort to you. The Lord will send someone on assignment um, to minister grace to you. The Lord will send someone on an assignment um, to speak a word over you. So I'm going to start in Isaiah 40 and 28, and I'm going to end up in the 31st verse, right? And I'm going to minister comfort to you this morning because I feel the pull of the Holy Spirit to minister comfort. For you to recognize and realize God has not left you. He is not forsaking you. He, um, His hand is not slack. He will not give up on his promises. And sometimes you just need to hear his word. Some of the most pivotal moments in my life. This is why I know um, Mama Jeanette said that on Instagram. She said, this is why we need to keep coming back. It's so important to stay together, like joining here together every morning, right? Um, and so I want to minister comfort to you this morning. I want to, I want to give comfort to you this morning and the Lord will do that for us. That's why the enemy, um, this morning I was driving out jealousy amongst the body of Christ, driving out jealousy amongst us because jealousy, um, jealousy will keep us from tapping into the people, um, that we're supposed to tap into. Jealousy will keep us from showing up in the places and we won't even know it's jealousy. 
that that has us doing this, acting a certain way, um, mistreating a certain person, offended easily. We don't we won't even realize the root of jealousy. And the reason that I'm jealous um, sometimes is because I don't feel like things are fulfilled in my own life. And when I don't feel like things are fulfilled in my own life, then what happens is I become jealous of another person. And jealousy just denotes that there's something not fulfilled in me. So I don't want you to, I ain't no jealous person. Jealousy just denotes that there's something not fulfilled in me, <laughs> right? So we cancel the assignment of jealousy out of the body of Christ amongst our believers. Amongst, if you just come in and share the video, we, we drive out jealousy right now in the name of Jesus. And Father God, we repent if we have allowed jealousy to lead our decisions. Father God, forgive us for allowing jealousy to lead our decision. Forgive us for acting in our human ways, right? And not standing in the spirit, right? So I want to minister comfort to you. I want to, I'm sent on an assignment today to minister comfort to you. And we all need comfort. We all need encouragement. We all, do you know there's a gift to encouragement, courage? And that's the assignment on my life. Part of me preaching the word of God is to encourage Encourage the broken, encourage the lost, encourage the hurting, encourage the bitter, bitter people. Do you know bitter people need encouragement? Do you know I was bitter towards God? Woo! See, somebody else may not tell you their truth, but baby, I was bitter towards God. I have been, been growing bitterness. Bitterness had got in my heart because my life seemed to be taking all these turns and not ending up where I thought it should have been. But can I tell you something? That God was working it from my good. And religion, religion will teach us, right? You can never be bitter towards God, right? But my actions towards God and others show up in bitterness, in sarcasm, in smugness, in over-scrutinizing a person. Ooh, come on now. Overplaying my hand, right? And so... And so all those things were working to me and I didn't even realize necessarily that they were working in me. But the more that I began to spend my time with God, my God, the more was revealed the things that were in my heart that did not align with the word of God that came from experiences, that came from culture, that came from just different things that had occurred with me. And so I was bitter, right? I was bitter towards God. Let me let me give you a definition for bitter. So you so you don't think I'm just saying anything to you because I don't I like backing stuff up. But I had grown bitter towards God. I didn't realize I was bitter. My God, I was mad at God. And we get that way towards God. Don't 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 let nobody tell you you don't get bitter towards God. You can love him and still be bitter. Right. When you're bitter, you have imaginary conversations. Um, when you're bitter, you replay a conversation and experience over and over in your head. Um, when you're bitter, you always feel the need um, to tell someone what they did. You're easily offended um, and you have strong negative emotion reactions to things that they say and do around you. That's a sign of bitterness. Woo! My God. My God. And so when we harbor like bitterness and we harbor jealousy and those things in our heart, those things can affect and impact us in such a way, my God, that we will not experience the hand of God the way we should, right? 
And so when the Lord is before us and he's like, I'm going to minister, right? I'm going to minister. I'm going to minister to you this morning. I'm going to minister to you this morning. I'm going to speak words of comfort. The Lord will disrupt your perfect plan. I thought I was coming in to teach and I'm still going to teach if he lets me. But this, the Lord disrupted our plan this morning. Right. And say, you know what, Lakeisha, I need you to minister grace to the hearers this morning. Woo! Come on. I need you to minister my grace to the hearers this morning. I need you to to share a word with them that brings them hope and brings them comfort to let them know that I am not forgot my promises. Woo! And every promise of God is yes and amen. And I have not forgot the prophetic words that have been spoken over them. And I have not forgot the word of God. When it says that I'm provider, I'm not, and I'm I'm not forgotten to be protector in their life. Come on, I've not forgotten to be healer in their life, and I've not forgot to be their shield and their fortress. I'm just not that kind of God. I'm not a God that'll lie. Woo! Come on now, I'm not a God that'll lie. So while you're laying on your face, remember we identify some of us maybe right now where all the strength we have is to be on our face before God, right? Some of us are so broken and so hurt, right? Some of us are confused in this season. The weight and the pressure has been heavy. Um, some of us are just tired and worn out from the assignment that is on our life, the heaviness of what God has asked us to carry. Um, some of us have been overwhelmed by truth. Truth can be overwhelming. Woo! Where the Lord brings you to a place to show you you and that truth can be overwhelming right as the word is dividing what soul and spirit that can be overwhelming some of us are overwhelmed by relationships right now there, there have been relationships in our life that have just been tugging on us and just pulling on us um and just grabbing at us and the relationships have been so heavy it's almost like a pressure placed on your back where you can't afford to stand up like seem like one relationship gets figured out and then something pops off in another relationship right some of us have been heavy to try to understand our purpose right to understand who our purpose and what our purpose is and how god has called us and that has us so bogged down and trapped in a cycle of continuously trying to try new things, right? When God is the one that leads us in the purpose, right? Some of us have been so bogged down financially, been in circumstances and situations where we cannot see um, our way out financially. Come on now. Taxes do, bills do, tuition do. Come on. Some of us have been overwhelmed with that. And it and because we're overwhelmed with those things does not mean that we cannot have faith in God. You can be frustrated and still have faith. I'm sick of this dead, tired religion, Julia, that tries to paint a perfect picture as if we've got it all together. You can be frustrated in faith. You can be disappointed and in faith. You can, you can be angry and still in faith, but what we don't want to do is turn it for it to turn into bitterness. What we don't want it to do is to put us in a position and a place um, where we're disconnecting from God because God always wants to minister grace to his hearers. He always wants to love on us in a special way. And when we come to moments like this, right? It's not like you're rejecting God. You're not rejecting who God is. You're not saying there is no God. You're not aborting who Jesus is in your life. You're just at a position and a place where the weight of your life is heavy. Ooh, come on, I'm talking to somebody this morning. 
The weight of your life has been heavy. The weight of the assignment has been heavy. What you're called to do, what you've been carrying has been heavy. Oh my God. But here we are in a position and a place with our amazing father who says, you know what? I got just the word that you need today to uplift you. I got just the word you need today to let you know that I see you. I got just the word today to let you know that I'm not confused about you. I got just the word. Um, even some of us who have messed up or sinned or done things that were not pleasing to God, and we thought this season and assignment was about God punishing us. But in fact, right, if we take Jeremiah 29 and 11 and we and, and children of Israel at that one moment and we got the grace of Jesus, my God, the children of Israel at this one particular moment was out of order. And the reason that they were in Babylon was because of some of the things that we did. And Hananiah, the prophet, was lying to them, telling them, oh, you're going to come out of this in two years. But God had already pronounced an exile on them, right? Thank God for Jesus that we do not have to live in exile. Lord, I thank you. But, but still in exile, still in disappointment, still when they were disobedient, God brings a word to him and say, my plan is not to hurt you. Woo! Come on, somebody. My plan is not to hurt you. My plan is not to hurt you. My plan, that's what he was saying in, Jer in Jeremiah 29 and 11. We quote, quote it all the time. God's plan, I don't care how bad you messed up. God's plan is not to hurt you. God's plan is not to, to harm you. He's to bring you to a future. Oh, my God. He's to bring you to a future. He's to bring. Yep, yep. I know the mess up was really bad. But God's desire is to bring you to a future. God's, God's desire is to do good. Only the enemy wants you pinpointed at the place of your mess up. That's all you focus on. When Romans 8 tells us there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Remember when the Holy Spirit comes in to, to, to um, convict you, he convicts with a solution. Woo! Come on. When the Holy Spirit comes in to, to convict you, the Holy Spirit comes in and convicts with a solution. Oh, my God. When he comes to bring you to a place to show you, ah, this is not necessarily pleasing to God, then he's going to minister grace to you, right? Because he doesn't want you stuck in a place of condemnation. He's not getting ready to browbeat you. He's not getting ready to beat you up. He's not getting ready to replay the scenario. Oh, he's going to bring you to a place of conviction which once you get to the place of conviction, then your responsibility is just to repent. Woo! My God, right? Because God is trying to give you hope and give you a future. God is, God is not, we have been taught a religion where God is, oh, God is whooping you or God is beating you up. And yes, there's a judgment of God. And yes, God gets angry, but God's assignment to his children always is to bring them to a hope and a future. He wants us saved. He wants us in kingdom. He doesn't want any one of us lost. He doesn't want any one of us lost. The word of God says he'll leave the 99 to go after the one. Oh my God, my God, he will. That's the kind of God that he is. And religion will teach us. And because we've been so embedded in religion and a way of thinking, we won't think towards God is trying to bring us hope. 
We won't think that God has grace and mercy for our circumstances situation. And so we'll kind of dwell. We'll like kind of dwell in that place. And when we dwell in the place of where we're not forgiving ourselves, because it's never that God won't forgive us. Woo! It's us not forgiving ourselves. When we dwell in a place where we won't forgive ourselves, then what begins to, to happen is we lose hope and expectancy. Woo! Minister to us this morning, Lord. Come on. Minister to us this morning, Lord. Shift our perspective. Change our ways we think about you. So if I can keep you in condemnation, you will not have hope and expectancy for your future. Woo! If I can keep you in condemnation, my God, this is one of the reasons that I do not allow anybody to remind me of my past. You do not get to, I don't even want to take glory. As a matter of fact, there's a scripture in the New Testament that says we're not even supposed to mention some of the things doing the dark. You do not get to come to me and talk to me about my dark places. I get to bring dark, I, I get to, I get to bring them up if I want to share the testimony of overcoming but you do not get to minister to me. You do not get to talk to me. You remember when you, no, I don't remember because it's under the blood. It's under the blood. It's under the blood, right? So when you're in this position now and God is bringing you a word saying to you, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. The conviction of the Holy Spirit is going to minister to you. It's going to bring you to a place and it's going to say, you know, baby, that's not like God. That's not like kingdom character. And then it's going to show you what kingdom character is. And then it's going to give you the strength to overcome. Woo! And every time you show up and you get in God's presence, you're going to get stronger and stronger. Because this is what the word of God is doing. Remember Hebrews 4 and 12 is cutting the marrow. So this is what the word of God is doing. Every time you show up in your presence and you're practicing loving God, because we're not here trying to take the sin away from ourselves. One of my biggest mistakes that I ever, ever made was trying to stop stuff. Well, I'm going to stop it. I'm going to stop it. I'm going to stop it. I got so consumed with stopping it that I was forgetting to love God. I was becoming religious like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So I had to reset my focus and reposition myself and understand how to love God, right? Love God through his word, love God through praises and, and love God through prayer. And so the more time that I spent um, loving God and understanding to love him and understanding the nature of God, then my love for God is what pulled me away from the things that I kept living in repetitive cycles. It wasn't me. I'm going to stop this. 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 That's legalistic. It was being in his presence. It was being in his face. It was finding out how much he loved me. It was learning his word and how he operated in context. Right, the context of his word, what he was saying to the children of Israel, how does this apply to me? What he was saying in the New Testament, how does it was applying this to me? Learning his grace, learning his mercy, learning his power, how it was still evident in the earth, learning that he could do. So the more I spent time, the more I began to fall in love with him and then the less I wanted to disappoint him. The less the conviction of the Holy Spirit, when Jesus said, I'm going to send you a comforter. He said he called him the spirit. He said, I'm going to send you an advocate. I'm going to send you the spirit of truth. The world doesn't know the spirit of truth. Your flesh nature will keep you in condemnation because your flesh nature doesn't know the spirit of truth. But your spirit knows the spirit of truth and it'll lead you to a place 
that is not bogged down in condemnation. Yep, you made some bad decisions. <laughs> yep, you did some things that was not pleasing to God. But God is so much more interested in the relationship with you. So, oh my God, I got to get out of here. It's almost time. So the first thing we're going to do this morning, we're just going to pause for a second and do a repentance. We're going to do a fresh start. Everybody going to take a fresh start. Even if you feel like you haven't done anything wrong this morning, we're going to take a fresh start today. We're going to take a fresh. This is the fresh start today. We're going to take a fresh start. 9-1-2022. Put it in your notebook. You're going to receive this fresh start today. You're going to receive this fresh start. You're going to receive, and then you're going to receive the strength that the Lord is getting ready to give us through the word. We're going to receive this fresh start today. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So we're going to repent for it. Father God, I just ask that you forgive us for any sins that we may have committed against you or anyone else knowingly and unknowingly. Lord God, I ask that you pull down the strongholds in our mind. Anything that's in us that is exalted against the kingdom of God, Ooh, anything that, is, that lives in us that is not like you, anything that's in us that's disturbing you, anything that's in us that um, is drawing us away from you. Oh, my God. Father God, please forgive us. Forgive us our sins, Lord God. Forgive us our sins we've committed against others. And then, Lord God, we're going to press into a special place. And we're going to forgive and we're going to ask you to show us anyone that we may be having unforgiveness for. And we're going to release that person right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we release them. We forgive them. Father, forgive us for even acting in unforgiveness because your word tells us to forgive. It's important to forgive. And Lord, we know this is not a feeling. Woo! This is a doing. So Father God, we purpose to forgive right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord God, now I ask that you minister strength to your servant today. I ask you minister strength to your disciples today. I ask you to minister strength to everyone under my voice. Lord God, we're waiting on you. Woo! We cannot do this day without you. We cannot do life without you. We cannot do ministry without you. We cannot do business without you. We cannot do marriage without you. We cannot do finances without you. My God, we need you, God. We need you. 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 Holy Spirit, help us turn away from anything that could disconnect us from God. Help us remove ourselves from any situation that is not like God. And give us the grace and the strength to overcome. Father God, in the wicked imaginations that have been in our head and have been ruling our decisions and our emotions, we're casting them down right now in the name of Jesus. And Father God, your word says to us, for us to bring every care before you. So Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, I'm bringing every care before you. I'm casting all my cares on you because you care for me. Lord, let your love abide in us today. Woo! Let your grace and mercy, Father God, let the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, Lord God. Father God, put a guard over our mouth, Lord God, so that we just will not say anything. And Lord God, I ask that you bring grace and strength and comfort to your children today. Woo! 
Grace and strength and comfort to your children today. Grace and strength and comfort to your children today. Heal us of our past pains, our past mistakes. Oh, heal us from those places we keep returning to. Heal us from, from uh, the places where we have just not been forgiving to ourselves. Heal us, oh Lord. I thank you, Father God. I thank you for a fresh anointing. I thank you for a fresh wind blowing. I thank you for your power being demonstrated today on this devotional. I thank you miracle signs and wonders will follow those believe. I thank you, Lord God, that as we release our faith corporately today, that we will see your hand like never before. I thank you, Lord God, you're moving rapidly and quickly and advancing. I thank you, Lord God, for provision, for daily bread. I thank you, Lord God, for opening doors that no man can shut. I thank you, Father God, that the perfect will of God is seen in our life. Lord, make us a sign to your generations. And Father God, show us your glory. Let us walk in your glory. Let us talk in your glory. Let us pray in your glory. Let us live in your glory. Let your hand be upon us. Father God, go before us and be our rear guard. Lord, let your favor chase us down today. I hear you, Lord. Open doors that no man can shut. Lord, I thank you for opening doors and giving us the grace to walk through them. We will not be fearful. Thank you, Lord, for opening doors today, Lord God. New doors of opportunity being opened to us today and give us the eyes to see and the strength to go through them. Woo! In Jesus' name. Let me, let me just read this over you and we're going to get out of here. Um, Isaiah 40, 28 verse. I go to the 28 verse because I love this. He says, um, do you not know? Have you not heard? Woo! Come on. Do you not know? And have you not heard? Woo! Do you not know? And have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become tired or grow weary. Woo! God does not become tired or grow weary. Oh, my God. He says, do you not know? Have you not heard the everlasting God? The Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not grow tired or become weary. Oh, my God. He says he gives. There is no searching of his understanding. Oh, my God. I thank you. He gives strength to the weary and to him who has no might. Come on, y'all. If when you ain't got no might, come on now, he'll give you might. <laughs> he'll increase the power. He'll give you the grace to run on. Come on now. He'll give you what you need. Oh my God. Remember in 1 Corinthians 12, 2 Corinthians um, 2 and 9, he told Paul when Paul was like, I need this thorn out my side. What Paul was saying was the pressure was too great. That's what Paul was saying. Paul was saying the pressure was too great. Ooh! That's what Paul was saying. Paul was like, the pressure is too great. Right? And then the Lord comes right in and says to him, Mama Jeanette, comes right in and says, Renee, comes right in and says, this is Paul. Paul is like, the pressure is too great. Right? And some of us have been in some circumstances, situations where we've been afraid to admit the pressure was too great because we thought, um, we were failing God if we admitted the pressure. Now, baby, you need to reach for this grace this morning. And, and the pressure is too great. The pressure has been too great. That's what Paul was saying. Lord, the pressure is too great. And then this is what the Lord says to him. He says, <laughs> concerning this, that's what he says. He said, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might leave me. Ah! 
Lord, take some of this pressure off Lakeisha. Take some of this pressure off Lakeisha. Oh my God, my phone is dying on Instagram. I'm not shutting it down today. Take some of this pressure off Lakeisha. Take some of it. Take some of it off. He says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My loving kindness, my mercy are more than enough, always available, regardless of the situation. My power is being perfected in you. <laughs> in your weakness, his power is being perfected in you. So when you come before the Father and say, this pressure is too great, <laughs> this pressure is overwhelming, then guess what he can turn around and do? He can minister grace to you. He can give you what you need. You were not called to strengthen yourself. Woo! You were not called. That's what grace is. It gives you the strength and the sufficiency of what you need when you feel weak. So you can't come before him super strong acting. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh my God, I'm so strong. I'm supposed to be so strong in the Lord. No, this is when you need to say, Lord, this pressure is great. This thing that you call me to, this thing that you've asked me to, it's hard, it's heavy. So then he can minister the grace and the strength that you need to carry out the course. So this is what he says. He says, even youth grows weary and tired. Even youth grow weary and tired. He says, and young men stumble badly. Youth grow weary and tired. I don't care how young you are. The pressure can be too great. You, the only, only this society tells us that we have to be super strong and run a certain way. No, my strength is in me being weak. He said, and vigorous young men stumble badly. But this is what he said, because this is where we were when we first was going through this. But those who wait for the Lord. Woo! So remember, I told you some of you might be waiting on your face before him. Some of you might be on your knees before him. Some of you just might be able to wave one hand in the air before him. Some of you standing right before him. He says, but those who wait. So while you're doing this, you're waiting, right? He said, but those who wait, when we wait, we look for. Woo! Come on, y'all. I'm almost done. When we wait, we expect. <laughs> when we wait, we hope. That's what we're doing while we're waiting. We're looking for God to be good. God. Woo! We're in eager hope and expectation and anticipation of who he is. Woo! Come on now. We expect him to be. I expect God to be God. I expect God to be provider. I expect God to be healer. I expect God to be protector. I'm presenting myself as a living sacrifice saying, Lord, I want you to show up and be God in my life. He says, but those that wait on the Lord are going to gain new strength woo, and renew their power. They will lift up their rings. When, they, when he says lift up their wings, you're going to rise close to God. So in your waiting, you're rising close to God. Woo! See, the enemy makes us think in waiting um, that something is wrong. No, in your waiting, you're rising close to God. In your waiting, you're gaining new strength. In your hope and expectancy, he's doing a greater work. And he says, so they're going to lift up wings and rise up close to God. They're going to run and not get weary. Woo! Strengthen us, Lord. And they will walk and not grow tired. So, Lord, we thank you for new measures of strength today, fresh grace, and brand new mercies in Jesus' name. 
Amen. If this is your first time on the devotional, we welcome you. Oh my God. We are a community of believers growing in grace in Jesus Christ. I'm Lakeisha M. Johnson, aka LMJ. And I'm so happy to be worship, be able to worship with worship with you. And I hope you join us again on tomorrow at 6 a.m. when God does something very special for us. Always he shows up and he meets us here. I want to give you two opportunities. Two opportunities. One. One, if the Lord places it on your heart to partner with this ministry and connect through giving, go over to the website, lmjministries.org and give there or cash app us dollar sign L-M-J-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y. You can give there as well, right? If the Lord causes you to partner and give in this ministry, go give there as well. Um, my second thing is if you've not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, um, then that's the beginning. Um, that's the beginning of your strength. Um, I love to tell my testimony all the time. I really didn't get saved till I was 27. I got baptized at eight, but I really didn't get saved until I was 27 years old. So that it's never too late. And it's funny because I get baptized, but I'm also accepting the call of my life. And I'm ratchet. <laughs> I'm ratchet. I'm ratchet. Brittany, I'm ratchet. I'm ratchet, Sandra. Like I'm ex ratchet, Pamela. I'm accepting the call in my life and I give back to, I'm accepting the call and still ratchet. <laughs> I hear him calling me and I'm still ratchet. <laughs> and so I go back in the water. I accept Jesus Christ. I, and then God and I begin this very special relationship. And he just starts tearing down all the religious strongholds all the culture, all the lies. He starts just tearing that down in my life, right? So I want to give you an opportunity to accept the same Jesus that accepted me with my ratchet self. <laughs> Don't let nobody make you think you come to him all together. That's the mistake. You'll wait too long and wait until it's too late. No, no, no. That is not how it works. So this is your opportunity. It starts with a confession of faith. And then I want to disciple you. Repeat after me, dear Jesus, I'm in need of a savior. I'm asking you to come into my life to take away my sin. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed this prayer, send me an email, info at justbeinglmj.com. And I'm going to turn around and send you some materials because I want to make sure you're properly disciple. I love you guys. God loves you so more, much more. Remember, this is all done in faith. This won't make sense to your flesh. Stop looking for stuff to show up in your flesh. It's happening from the inside out. Now, I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you. I love you. But God loves you so much more. Do me a favor. Go be love today. Let someone else experience the love of God through you. Someone will only know God's love by you. Go buy somebody a cup of coffee. Go think something towards, go be a blessing to someone else. Show up as his extension in his hand. We love you, Father God, and we thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and your kindness towards us. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see you guys back tomorrow at 6 a.m. Don't forget to share the devotional. Love, peace, and blessings. Woo, thank you, Father.
Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.